What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mullen. How's it going? Pretty well. How about you? Not bonjour. Not, and that was on purpose this time. Oh, see, and the I called it out. People don't tell it. me what to do. <laughs> you, you gave in once, never again. Never again. If you want to be able to request a specific greeting, that's a $50 Patreon pledge. Oh. <laughs> Bucks that guy. You know what I would love though? If like that, actually, that that'd be so funny. Oh my god, we don't even have it up there. Yeah, be like, there you go. You have to do I'll this now. Say it every time. <laughs> this is your set contractually dream. obligated. <laughs> That's the deal. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine, probably. <laughs> it will be fine. But you know what else is also going to be fine? Us talk about video games here on Team Chat Podcast, a weekly show where, like I said, we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Central Time, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch a video version of each episode on YouTube. Head over to teamchatpodcast.com slash where to listen to find a full list of all the places you can either watch or listen to the podcast. You can also find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join our Discord server. Links for all that are in the description below. And finally, we are a completely listener-supported show. So if you're really loving and enjoying what we're creating for you each and every week, head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where it's for as little as a dollar a month. I almost said a week again, but it's a month. A dollar a month. You can support the show, and in return, we'll give you a cool perk, like getting the episodes early before the general Tuesday release, and access to a private channel on our Discord server, The Rogues Gallery, where we throw a little bit of extra behind-the-scenes bits every now and then, give some show some early content releases on top of what we do with the early release of each episode. So check that out. we got a $1 tier, $5 tier. Either, either level of access gives you the Discord server, so, or the, ch- the channel on the Discord server. So check that out, patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast. But before we get into the main topic of the day, let's get a little bit of news and our moment with Mogan. Oh my goodness. All right, let's find out what's out now and coming soon. So as of this episode's release date on May 28th, Tuesday, you have blood plus truth. Not the word and. It's a plus sign. Blood and truth. Blood and truth. Uh, it's coming for PSVR, PSVR, excuse me, May 28th. I like PSVR. Uh, yeah, let's call it PSVR. I like that better, sounds too. Like, it sounds like, you know, it, uh, people who play It sounds more piratey. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. It sounds like it should go with Sea of Thieves. Well, sea of Thieves coming bl- soon to PSVR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pirate jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, on May 28th, we have little friends, dogs, and cats for the Switch. And that is not a plus sign. That's an ampersand. It's an ampersand. Yeah. You're getting uh, both. Little friends, colon, dogs, and cats for the Switch. I don't know what it is, but I already like the sound of it. And then coming very soon on May 31st, we have Labis. God, why can't these people use the word and? Okay, we have Labis X Labyrinth. So it's Labis Labyrinth, but with an X instead of an and. XL Limited Edition for PS4 and Switch. Again, that's May 31st. Labis X Labyrinth XL Limited Edition. And then one more, we've got Trover Saves the Universe. A perfectly non-coloned, no weird ands or plus signs. Love it. Trover saves the universe for PS4 and PS Ver Var Yar Yar on May 31st as well. Nice. And that's everything that's out now and coming soon. There you have it, everybody. So we're gonna have a kind of a, a wide range of topics. We got like depending on time, we have three things. 
But for the most part, we know we're going to do these two things. And the first one is a recent demo for a game came out. Or not the demo, the game released. The game came out. The so game came out. What I have watched is a review trailer for it. So the game that came out just recently on PS4, uh, I'm not actually positive if it's, if it's for the other platforms. You fact, you fact check that. But on PlayStation 4, it is a completely free-to-play, uh, a la Fortnite-style game called Dauntless. So I say that it's... Fortnite-esque, mostly just meaning that it is a free-to-play model where the game itself is completely free to download. You don't have to have PS Plus to get your hands on it. You just go to the PlayStation Store, download it for free. The pay part of it, again, very similar to other types of games, in the same style that you might be accustomed to, uh, the pay aspect of it mostly has to do with cosmetics. Right. So according to what I've seen so far, there is no pay to win. There's only pay for looking fine, which I'm totally okay with. That's awesome. Gotta spend money to look good. But it is very different to Fortnite, PUBG, all of those other ripoffs in that it, not ripoffs, all of those other <laughs> battle royales. Like, but Fortnite is PUBG a ripoff of PUBG. <laughs> like that they got that's why all that stuff right lawsuits all the lawsuits happens. and all that jazz. Uh, but the situation is very similar to that in that this is a game that is dauntless is a game that is a cookie cutter copy and paste shameless ripoff of monster hunter world really like from what i saw of the review which was like 15 to 20 minutes of review time where the guy i don't actually remember what reviewer i watched of it it's in the discord that guy's there uh, if you watch that video all the way through every single new point he brings up i'm like wow that's a ripoff and that's a ripoff and that's also a ripoff like it's genuinely kind of stunning okay. how much of a ripoff of Monster Hunter World it actually is. And not just Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter in general. Like, this is just blanket. A total ripoff of Monster Hunter. And the fact that it's free to play actually makes me a little bit concerned because, of course, this September, September 6th, is when the Monster Hunter World uh, new DLC comes out, right. Iceborne. Right. Which is going to be huge, but it does cost money. Right. So I'm like, you sons of Bitches. Trying to get in under there and You're feed off of the success. You're trying to sneak in and undermine the success of Monster Hunter World. So on the one hand... Well, first... I let downloaded me, it. Okay. Oh. Well, let me... The couple things I had to fact check for you. Uh, it did launch... For, it is available on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Hmm. It doesn't look like Switch or anything yet. And it came out... Okay, so I missed when it came out, May 21st. So it is. Ju it just yep. came out, literally. Just this week. And then the second thing, because I wanted to give credit, PlayStation Grenade is the one who did the... Uh, the video, the video gotcha. the PlayStation video. Grenade. Thank you. I could not remember who did it. It's a really thorough video, and if you're on the team chat Discord, you should watch it. It's one of the more recent things in, I think, the general, yeah, in general. chat, whatever it's called. So if you're not a member of the yeah. Discord, go join. All the more reason to join. It's in the description. Uh, so basically, the entire premise of Dauntless is that if you've ever played Monster Hunter, all of this will sound painfully familiar to okay. you you are oh what do they call them they're not called hunters they call them something else that's like just barely not hunters because in monster hunter world you're hunters right. and in this game you're like i don't know rangers or something it's something really stupid and i was like Park you rangers? bastards so this is my question though before, before we get into it because you know obviously you know, PUBG, perfect to use your example, PUBG started the Battle Royale craze yes. or was one of the first the first ones to get very popular. I'm kind of fuzzy on if like H1Z1 was before it, but I believe that but PUBG... But nobody knows what that is. I mean, it has a pretty big I don't know base. what that is. But, so it, but it still is that one, PUBG, you know, became that. And then obviously they started suing like Fortnite and all those other things to, because they thought they were stealing their things. But 
it's one of those things. It does it. And that's what I'm interested to kind of hear is, is this copycat? Like it's straight up copycat or is it more like heavily inspired by, but like a, but like another version in the similar monster hunter genre. No. Okay. Uh, so the whole so break it down. The whole premise of Monster Hunter World is you are hunters. You are typically a team of maximum four. You technically can play it alone, but the mm-hmm. idea is that you're with other people. Uh, it is mostly an online game, or that you play with friends. Uh, again, online. Uh, you hunt giant beasts. When you kill the beast, you get carves from it. You slice it up and you get parts from the monster. You then take those parts and craft special armor out of those parts to become more powerful, Mm -hmm. to get new weapons and new armor to go and then fight more beasts. That's the whole point. That is exactly what Dauntless is to the T. Okay. To the extent that, so in Monster Hunter World, you have, I think it's like 14 different weapon classes. I don't think Dauntless has quite that many, but they have basically everything that you would already know from Monster Hunter. They've got the long sword or what their version of a long sword is. They've got dual blades or whatever their version of dual blades is. The only thing that looks really new is they appear to have like a dual pistol setup. Okay. Which Monster Hunter World does have bows and guns, but you never hold them in both hands. So that's the one thing they've got that I'm like, okay, Monster Hunter, I don't actually think has that in Monster Hunter World. Uh, They've even got like a hammer. Which the whole point of like the hammers and horns in Monster Hunter is that they're heavy weapons. So even though they can't do slicing damage, they can stun and stagger enemies. And even in the video that I'm referencing where I watched all of this uh, information about Dauntless, the hammer in Dauntless does exactly that. It's like just cut and paste. The entire point of Monster Hunter is this new Dauntless game. And I'm like, cool. So I will admit it looks really nice. And I did download it. So imagine the aesthetic of Fortnite, like the actual graphic quality of Fortnite, and just make it Monster Hunter. And that's exactly what Dauntless is. And like if any fan of Monster Hunter were to watch the video, you'd be like, wow, astonishingly shameless ripoff. So I'm interested to play it and see if it actually is potentially more fun because you never know. It might be a better game if it's less bogged down with complete and total BS that Monster Hunter is known for, it might be a superior game. But I so just then, can't get over how much of, I mean, like, it's just, it's a total copycat. Okay. So, that, so again, though, that's my, that's just my question. If you do play it and it's, and it's fun and you have fun with it, and as you said, it may be, it may become a superior game, will you feel so strongly against the fact that it Absolutely. Copied? Yes. Okay. It is a copy game. Like, it's, it's More a, of a clone. clone. Okay. It's a clone. Exactly. It's like, wow, it's one of those Super Smash Brothers Echo Fighters. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And it's like, so it's, how? it's just from your, from your opinion of what you've wa- watched and everything that you've experienced with the game so far, it's just like this, it's no, it's no longer, similarities that they share its exact features so the hub world in dauntless don't remember what they call it also don't care it basically is a stara like it is a cut and paste just again here here's your hub here's the smithy here's where you go to get all your gear and it's like cool that's exactly like even the direction that you go in from the hub world you like go kind of up into the right a little bit and And there's the smithy and it's like neat interesting it is so i'm wondering because the, the it, this is also bringing back a lot of comparisons that say Overwatch had or Paladins had to Overwatch. Oh, Remember when yeah. Paladins came out and everybody's like, this is just Overwatch. Paladins is a pretty shameless ripoff. And too. so like, I'm wondering if this will receive the same feedback. 
I mean, I mean, obviously, like enough. This person, uh, play, PlayStation Grenade, noticed enough similarities between the two to be like, this is more than just similarities, and made this video. Well, or, or so review. his video is just a review. Got his it. video okay, does not say it is cut and paste a clone of Got Monster it. This is just from that him breaking down all the features. saying everything that he said is one hundred percent Monster Hunter World. Got it. Okay, yeah. I'm understanding. So this will be interesting then, because so this is interesting that this is your kind of first impression of it is already so strongly somewhat negative or not even somewhat so the negativity is just in that i i'm morally and ethically against it it's like wow you don't you, want it to succeed because of how much it no did. i don't even necessarily not want it to succeed yeah. i just wish that they had done anything more to differentiate it from monster hunter because it. it's like wow you there's no originality in it aside from the graphical look to it that's the only thing that's new Everything else is Monster Hunter. It's like astonishingly blatant. It's like that meme. Hey, can I copy your homework? And that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, um, just change it a little so bit. So it's I, I have never known Capcom anecdotally to be super lawsuit happy. Yeah, but if they didn't sue over like copyright infringement, I for, to me it looks amazingly just yeah. like a fascinating ripoff so if capcom did sue i would not be surprised interesting uh, just from like a like a platform perspective of like wow those those dicks <laughs> they totally stole our idea so from like um what do they call it intellectual property mm-hmm. it's really shockingly the same yeah. i've just never encountered like such a blatant blatant ripoff except for paladins maybe and fortnite to a certain extent yeah but so the so that will be interesting as you do play it more i will be interested to see you we definitely got to circle back around because you know it's it's very interesting 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 to me i like interesting interesting (laughs) i feel like i'm trying to like slip into a sean connery voice every once in a while here i don't know why i did it on the intro too like kind of slurred an r and i was like why is this no anyway but any uh so It'll be interesting to see as you play it more if it will change if you'll if you'll start to pick out these differences or similarities. Yeah, I am wondering where does it stand out? In right. what ways is it going to be different? Because so far from what I've seen, the answer is none. Right, except I mean, for the monsters. Monsters and it's, and it's going a free to play model as as opposed to a all in one package. Game. Exactly. So yes. I've. I'm curiously awaiting so, how you feel about this Speaking game. of the gameplay, there is both something that I thought might be slightly different, but at the end wound up not being slightly different. So in Monster Hunter, you know, you fight any given monster in its given area of the world map. There's like the forest area, the snow area in the future, the desert area, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Dauntless appears to be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. To the extent that when you're fighting a monster in Monster Hunter World, eventually the monster goes through different phases. And once you do enough damage, it will typically try to run away to a different area of the map. Eventually it will run away to where it goes to die, and that's when it's at its weakest. Dauntless does the same thing. The same freaking thing. It's like, okay, phase one is what they call it. It's like, all right, you're finding the monster's weaknesses, and you're doing initial damage. And once you weaken it enough, it runs to another area of the map, and you go track it back down, and then it goes to sleep because it's tired, and then you kill it because it's on its last leg. And it's like, cool. Yeah, that seems pretty similar. Bro, let me pull up my notes on Monster Hunter. That's a check, check, and a check, check, check. I mean, it's just fascinating how that really is I, there's no originality to it from what i from what i've seen of the review video that i have watched it is just 
It's a clone. Well, now you got some homework to do, It's a Sigourney Weaver clone from Alien 3. You know those, like, sad mutated ones? Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. one of those. Yeah. Just not good enough to stand up against its It might be good enough. You never know. You never know. Because wasn't Sigourney Weaver in, like, Alien 4 or 5 a clone? I'm not sure. Yeah, because, like... Right? Doesn't... I don't know. I forget. After Alien I 3, to. I kind of like start blanking out on him. <laughs> Whatever. Somebody else that's an Alien fan, let us know. But yeah, so Dauntless. I am interested to play it. I will give it a try because it's free. Uh, but I am also very ethically against the fact that they have just taken an existing game and just put a new skin on it. Yeah. It's like, wow. So we'll find out. We will you can find get out. it on PC, Jarrett. I'll try it off my mind. I might just get it on PC. You never know. You got to try out all the new things and see what can happen on there. I'm enjoying the PC so far. It's good stuff. Indeed. So speaking of PC and PC gaming, kind of the other thing like that I wanted to talk about a little bit here before we jumped into the, the last topic is just the difference of like what it's like being a new PC gamer. It's honestly, do it's a fun ride. F- do you feel like a traitor to your people? Uh, <laughs> not necessarily a traitor because I mean, I don't, I'm definitely not going to give up console as my primary place to play. I just enjoy that more. And especially because I send, I spend all day on my computer editing video and stuff. I don't, I don't just want to keep sitting in that for my entertainment value at the end of the day. You, you will know? get carpal tunnel. Exactly. <laughs> so I like to switch it up. And, and still, I have the, the my presence is established on console in terms of achievements, trophies, and all this different stuff, and just games that I have. So it's... But I did want to take some time to talk about, especially ones that have... because. Uh, I am excited to get back into games like Civ Six and let them play really well. I'm kind of tossing around the idea for around my birthday in a couple months of doing a stream of the original Stronghold game so we could see kind of like the cow maladies coming back in Malord Jarrett. His origins. I will find you the finest crown I can find. And on the stream, I will get you a fluffy red, like purple velvet cape. Mm. You shall be the master of... All the cows? Yes. I forget what you do in Stronghold. I, it's castle sin. <laughs> okay. So yeah, cows. I got to have those cows so I can make some cheese for my people to eat and they can be happy, you know, and all that. So Fantastic. I'm thinking about doing all that. But the one thing that has been different is playing games that I've played on a console and playing them on PC. The two examples of which are Apex Legends and Overwatch now. Because Overwatch went on sale for like $15 on Amazon the other day. And I was like, uh, absolutely, I will. I'm very I curious about this. both a very quick aside, more like a note to that and a question. So first of all, if anybody doesn't know, by the time this episode airs, it will still be the Overwatch anniversary event. That's true. So there are a bunch of super fancy skins and like everything from the past two to three years. Yeah, I think everything. Is like three accessible years. It's the three-year anniversary. Yeah, so it's a big fun time. It'll be going on through June 11th, I think. And there's some new skins and stuff. And there's a bunch of new skins. Have you seen the so, Winston one? Yes! Oh my god, it's so, so good! Cool. Gargoyle? That's his That's his best skin uh, in my oh, personal Oh, it's so good. I like the new Roadhog one, too. Toxic? It's really cool. The, he's got like that jar in his skull Yeah, the, the skull's head. floating really in it. It's, it's really cool. Uh, and then I have a question. So because you purchased it for PC, and it's basically a new-to-you game... Did you just log in with your existing Blizzard account, or did you make a new account? So I have logged in through Battle.net on my computer because I used to play Diablo 3. So the backstory for this and why this is a big deal why I got a PC is because I used to, I've been a lifelong Mac user. I've used them since I, the very first time I've used a computer when I was five years old. Played Shanghai on it. And now, due to my work and working from home, it's time to upgrade the old editing machine, and it was just 
price wise, not comparable to get something. I get something way more powerful for like half the money of what I could for from new Mac, and Ooh, it just made sense. Burn on Apple. I got you know. I love Apple. I love their their stuff. But at the end of the day, if I need to make money, I can't spend all my money. I mean, to have that. So I, that's Apple why I had to make really the jump. is the hollow consumerist heart of tech. So you've made the right choice. I see. Yeah. But anyway, so I've got the PC. Having a and only had it now for a few weeks, and mostly it has been for work. I haven't really got to dig into everything that I've wanted to play on it, but I at least have these two. And I will say it is different. Like you know, <laughs> like they talk about you see on streams and everything like that, and everybody talk about it. it's just fun to finally see it because even on the Mac, my Mac computer that I had, I wasn't gaming on it. If anything, I played Civilization Six, which is the majority of what I played on there, and. Yeah, that's the. I mean, now it, I've already opened it up once before. It runs so smooth; it's very clean. Obviously, I can run the graphics on like Ultra and stuff like that. So it's obviously it, it's very pretty, and I understand that. And just having it run smoothly is wonderful. But in the first-person shooters, because I do have the console specifically to versions to compare against, it's just crazy how much smoother it all feels with like, especially frame rates. Like the frame rate of being sixty to thirty or whatever it is on the PS4. You know, it's you notice these things and yeah, the differences I bet. and. It is really one of those things, too, of just how, like, snappy and it, aim is different. Aim is better. I'm still not great at aiming. Like, especially in Apex, my aim is terrible on well, the Well, my aim is already bad no matter what, so. <laughs> then in Overwatch, it's better. But I have been playing in the Overwatch. I will say, the Overwatch uh, Hero Gauntlet mode that's in the arcade right now. Is a really is fun new one mode. Of the most fun modes they've ever put So, out. speaking of, like, the Overwatch anniversary event, they came out with these two new modes for the arcade. There's this uh, Hero Gauntlet mode, which is basically eight-player um, free-for-all death match but it starts everybody at one given hero and then every time you get a kill you switch to a new hero right. and it's like on a predetermined track yeah it's all the and same but not all the heroes are included there's only no, 21 yeah i don't think 22 all wins because the last one's torbjorn and, yeah. you, and it's you get him by getting 21 kills like they not no include? no 21 is the total they don't have baptiste they don't have diva they don't have they actually don't have, include quite a few. Azaria is not in there because you start as McCree, then you're Soldier. I've played it several times. Yeah, and then but, you're Ash. Yeah, like Ash, it cycles Genji, you through a lot of the Fe DPS first. Farah, yeah. Hanzo, Hanzo, you're like yeah. I always get stuck on Ana because I'm trashed here as Ana. I think Lucio might be like number twenty. He's nineteen. He's yeah. He's pretty and then far Mercy up there. is twenty. Torbjorn's twenty one because you can only use his hammer. And you can't oh, build turrets. Oh, I see. Okay. That actually, that makes more sense. Because I was like, how is Torbjorn the last So one? I actually <laughs> really love this mode. Not only because it's a super fun way to play Overwatch in a new mode in the game, but it also mirrors the gun game mode from Call of Duty. Somebody else told me that when we were trying it out. Which is... Uh, yeah, I I've, didn't know that, they, that I didn't know that other games had such gun a mode, game is so. one of my favorite modes to play in in Call of Duty. Speaking of shameless ripoffs, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess this one is a little bit different though because you're not so in Call of Duty. You, you start get with different a gun, weapons. and then each each time you make a kill, you get a you get so a new So it's not weapon. necessarily that your character is changing; right. it's just that you're changing right. weapons. But this which, one obviously is same different. Concept. It's same concept, but different in the way that the heroes all have the different abilities. So and you, they all and still have their different health pools. Yeah, exactly. So like you can still heal yourself as Roadhog when you get Roadhog later on in it and all this. But anyway, still, it's the one thing that is still I'm getting used to and I'm getting better at is obviously the using all my fingers now instead of just you know my pointer it's finger. It's weird, right? It is weird. Like, and that's what's messing me up in Apex the most because I feel like there are way more buttons I have to push in, in all this stuff. But in Overwatch especially, I do already feel like it may also because I'm just not beginner's luck, but also because I haven't played Overwatch in a really long time. So maybe it's just like, it's fresh. So for some reason it's kicking back in my, it's not fresh. So it's like kicking back into my mind easier. I don't know, but I've actually won 
two or three hero gauntlets nice. in the day or so that it's been since it's been out. And I actually today earlier when I was taking a break from work, I won a Apex match. So I was pretty proud about Very that. Very nice. And I wasn't totally carried. I think the main person on our squad, he had four kills and I had two. So I felt great about it. Good enough. Yeah, exactly. So it's just it, it is just it's one of those things that it's because I didn't have it and I hadn't experienced it before. I will say the technical specs of it and the and being able to see these games run on such high performance is quite honestly it's pretty mind-blowing and it does make me want to really consider especially when i do see your new new games coming out really think about like what is the experience i want to have with this one because for example to do it all over again and seeing this and because i've seen so many reddit posts and everything about how beautiful the game is on a pc i kind of want to get witcher 3 oh you know like a big open uh, a big open environment like that to work, to play in Remind and to really see what it looks me. like. Have you finished the Witcher oh, three? God, no. I didn't think so. Witcher three is this game that <laughs> I know I already love it and I love the world and I love the lore and I love the characters and I know that it's going to be a game that is probably it's, I mean, I've had it for years and it's going to continue to keep, be years probably before I ever finish it because it's one of those things. I don't ever see myself ever having the time to replay it. So I kind of want my playthrough to, to last a while and for it to really be this memorable long journey that I take over a period of time. And I remember it enough for funnily enough with the Witcher and a testament to how well the storytelling is done. I remember the story beats. I remember what I'm doing, even though it'll be months sometimes before I go back to it and pick it up again. But I still go back and be like, Oh yeah. So this is what I was doing. I was going after this person. I'm going to this place still on the hunt for Siri. It's all great. You know, choosing who I want to romance. We have to be team Yennefer team Triss. You know, lots of options out there in the world of the Witcher. So that's just one thing is that it really is kind of changing my perspective on which experience I want to do. I want to have this game for a console. Shooters, like, do I want to start changing to shooters for this kind of thing? Is I mean, it, will it stay to bigger RPGs? Or will I mainly keep my PC play to RTS turn-based strategy games like Civilization and Age of Empires, which I'm so excited that I can now go back and play Age of Empires Remastered and all the old Re- Well, Empires you can games. also now get really into World of Warcraft and StarCraft and stuff. I can. Because all of that stuff is like the realm OPC. When I logged into my to Origin to play Apex Legends on there and I signed into my old account that I hadn't signed into in forever, I still I had digital versions, even though I'd only had the, the physical versions before, but I guess because I owned it, it gives you those now of Dragon Age 2 on there and Star Wars The Old Republic, the, M- the MMO of Star Wars and everything. So I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm, I'm scared to open it. I don't know if I want to, but it's still been a incredibly fun time. And that's what I just am loving about this. I mean, it's it's a new toy you and figuring out all the different ways I can use it is awesome. You can retry that home improvement game that crashed your last I match. I can. House Flipper. I'm going to try House Flipper. You can retry House Flipper. I can, without fear. <laughs> without fear. What a treat. Because I'm sure it was just coincidence, but I tried to play That's House Flipper on my hilarious. old computer and my hard drive, internal hard drive died the next day. And so I, was, I just, never touched it again. It couldn't handle the flipping. It probably couldn't, to, it couldn't. to be honest. So, you can get really into the Sims now. I don't know. I got I got so much stuff. That's the thing, though. There's so many services now that offer like free games that I could never take advantage of because of, the, you know, like Humble and all this stuff. Like you're free game and it, but like cool. Oh, it's PC or even, Neopets. Yeah, you know all these great games that you can just lose, spend hours and hours and hours of time in. And so that's the the whole thing of like, I'm like, well, I'll take this one now. Take this one now. Don't know when I'm gonna get to play it, but I'll take this one now. So it's it's a it's a fun time, and I've and I've really enjoyed. Shameless free to play. 
It's not free to play. There's sometimes like for just free games they give you for like hum through Humble Bundle. We can't talk. Stuff. We both have PlayStation Plus. We get free games, we get free all, the games time. all the time. <laughs> I mean, we're paying for it, but I mean, it still feels yeah, free. It feels free. And that's that's wonderful. the point. That's and I just love point. taking advantage of free stuff. You know what I mean? So it's a great time. But that's all I really had to say on that. So we're going to jump back now to Mogan because she has more thoughts on a different game. So this is one that I bought a while ago. I want to say maybe. Christmas of last year and then I didn't actually download it for a while. I bought it because it's been a game that I've been interested in in a really long time. But by now it is considered pretty old like in the grand scheme of gaming. Uh, So I have basically some first impressions. I've gotten a fair ways in but not like I'm probably not at the halfway point yet. I'm talking about Gravity Rush. Mm. So not even Gravity Rush 2. I'm talking about ye old Gravity Rush, which was originally it came out in 2012. And I believe it was exclusively for the PS Vita when it first came out. And I never had a Vita. But I remember Just seeing now. it and being like, oh, that game looks so cool. Why wouldn't they put it on DS or whatever other handheld was out at the time? I don't know when they put... Oh, wait, never mind. Here we go. They ported it to PlayStation 4 in 2006. So it's even been on PlayStation for a while and I just got it back in they ported it in 2006? No, excuse me, 2016. I was like, like, wow. 2016. They ported it for PS4 before that was even near being announced. time traveled backwards and put it on the PlayStation 4 before it existed. My bad. So it came out for the Vita in 2012 and then came to PlayStation 4 in 2016. Sorry about that. Uh, And it is developed by people that I have never heard of before. Um, Just kidding. Oh, yeah. So SCE Japan Studio, a.k.a. Team Gravity. And the publisher is, of course, Sony Computer Entertainment. So Gravity Rush, I'm playing on what is not considered its original platform. So the PS Vita, you will be more familiar with this than I certainly am, mm-hmm. uh, had, what, what's it called, like motion controls? It had gyroscopic and, gyroscopic, yeah, and that's the, the word for it. touchpads on the back. Yes, so it had touchpads and the gyroscopic uh, basically viewpoint. Um, similar to the Wii U for uh, Splatoon. Mm-hmm, <laughs> very, and Mario Kart, I'm very accustomed to that. Uh, so I was thinking, how hard can it be? I've done games like that before where one of your primary modes of control is the gyroscopic motion like out in real time, a la the Wii, for example. Switch, even. Yeah, yeah, for Switch, even. Um, and Gravity Rush on PlayStation 4 both works and I think maybe does not work in some ways. But to give you uh, basically more background on what it is, the whole premise of Gravity Rush, and actually the graphical style is very different than what I was actually expecting, because all of the cutscenes, and I didn't know it was like this, all of the cutscenes are done in comic panels. Mm. All of the cutscenes are like these weird little 3D, 2D comic strips where like you have like word bubbles for speech and people are actually like talking like they're in a comic, and it's like, wow. I didn't see this coming. I had no idea this was going to be the way that characters interacted with each other. Every now and then you'll get a brief cutscene that has like the characters in 3D, but the majority of the cutscenes that actually convey the story to you all take place in these comic panels, which reminds me kind of in a similar vein to the way, oh, shoot, what was that game called? An old, old game that Bro Mogan and I played for the PlayStation 3 when it first came out. I was going to say Legends of Dragoon, but that's PlayStation No, 1. Fable something. 
It was I mean, weird. Fable is it a, was a no. It wasn't Legends? Fable. No, it was a really weird game. Look up weird games for the PlayStation Three. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that'll be a short list. Type in the city of Doolin because that's where the story takes D-U-L- place. Waiter, did they recall it Limerick? No, I think they call it Doolin because it's supposed to be Ireland, and Limerick and Doolin are both real places in Ireland. Anyways, that is neither here nor there. I'm getting off topic, but the graphic style kind of reminds me of that. So in Gravity Rush, then, you start out the game as this character who technically has no name. So you basically wake up as this kind of youngish girl. You look like you're maybe in your late teens. Uh, You've got this really pretty blonde hair and like kind of darkish skin, and you have a super cool, like awesome black outfit on and like a neat scarf. You look like a bad ass you've got red eyes it's very um very dramatic but you wake up in this town called hex i think is what it's called uh hexville i think it's called hexville heckville something like that and you have no memories so you basically just wake up in like the bottom of a i think it's a playground and you're like who am i what am i doing here i have no idea what's going on and you basically just launch yourself into this uh city where you don't know anything about yourself and you don't know anything about where you are but very shortly after you wake up you happen upon this dramatic scene where a void o gravity a black hole a black hole has basically opened up in the sky It seems to be, by the reactions of the people around you, a fairly common experience. No big deal. And a house with a kid still inside of it is getting sucked into the black hole. Uh And there's like a distraught father off off the side, and he's like, oh my god, you gotta save my kid. Like, not shouting at you, shouting at nobody in particular. But you, as nameless character, are like, well, shit, should I do something about that? And then an adorable black kitty shows up, and it's like, meow, and you're like, meow, and, and then it turns into stars, oh. and then it like merges with you. The cat. And you, the cat, okay. the cat merges with you, and you turn into like this crazy cosmic star person, and you magically gain the ability to control gravity. Oh. So like you can just basically. Would you pick, say it gave you a rush? It gave you the rush of being able to control gravity. The gravity rush. You might might even say, one might call it. (laughs) (laughs) So you all of a sudden gain the ability to control not everything else's gravity, just your own gravity. So like you can basically lift, this is actually something that I love about the game and that I think is very silly and fantastic. You can lift yourself off the ground by just basically canceling out gravity. You kind of float there because you don't really have any direction, but then you shift gravity. You're basically a gravity shifter by basically pointing yourself in any one direction going, okay, gravity, that away and the game just flings you willy-nilly like you have no control like ragdoll. it's not you ragdoll across you're, and you're not like flying Pow! superman style i mean eventually you'll like level out and you'll kind of like start to fly iron man style superman style but anytime you change direction you're like Pow! Pow! like it's kind of funny it that's just a fun mechanic flings you around and you're like wow this is really silly and really cool it's like a really interesting depiction of what would it actually be like to control gravity mm. well if you're a woman your center of gravity is in your hips Where's the game going to fling you around from? Kind of your hips. Good luck. And it's like, cool. This is really weird and neat. So by controlling gravity in this initial, uh, I guess we would call it a situation, you are able to basically... uh, what's it called, uh, bounce yourself from floating piece o platform to floating piece o platform to get to this house to save this kid, and then you bring him back to their dad. Their house still, like, 
goes into the black hole and you're like, sorry. Mm. And the dad's like, you scumbag. You didn't save my house too. And you're like, I saved your kid. What's wrong with you? I'm so ungrateful. Take your son or daughter and get out of here. I can't remember if it was actually a boy or not. Sorry. Um, but so after that, the cat like defuses with you and you're like, huh, weird. That was, that was really bizarre. But what's even more bizarre is that not only do the people of this town seem to have not been that surprised by the black hole, they also don't seem to be terribly surprised by your ability to control gravity. They're in fact like, oh, you're another one of those gravity shifters. And you're like, another one? Beg pardon? Uh, so you're like, I have no idea what's going on. Why did this little cosmic star cat fuse with me and I suddenly gain gravity powers? I don't know anything about myself, but because of the cat, guess what people call you? Cat. Oh. With a K-A-T-T. So that is your new name. You are Cat, the person of unknown origin. Uh, And basically, that's the premise of the game, is that you're in this town. You're this semi-magical being called a gravity shifter. You don't know why, but you know that you have to help these people because the broader... uh, problem with this town. I'm pretty sure it's called Hexville. Like, I think I'm right about that. Uh, The broader problem with Hexville is that pieces of the town keep getting ripped away into alternate dimensions. Like, they just get chopped right off of the city, and then they disappear into their own dimension. Oh, that's weird. And people are like, my husband went to go get groceries, and then his side of town got chopped off, and now I'll never see him again. And you're like, whoa, that sucks, dude! But you eventually meet this... This is not super spoilery, because it's something that happens fairly early in the game. You eventually meet this old, old man, and you're like, hey, old man, what's up? And he's like, I'm the creator, the architect, or I don't know what they call him. It's very a la Matrix. Mm. And then his eyes go totally back black, and he opens his trench coat, and he's like, here, jump into my star I void. I he was a kitten. He has no body. He just oh. has a big old starry black void in the middle of his trench coat, and he's like, hop in, champ. Go to that other dimension to get that town back and bring it back here. And you're like, okay, I... Sure, whatever. So you just launch yourself into this old, old man. It's very like, trusting of you. Into the void. And he's like, I don't have to explain everything now. You'll, you'll figure it out later. You're so, asking me to jump into a void that you keep in your coat. I feel like you should explain everything He's not right even now. keeping it in his coat. It just is well, him in just the rude. coat. Yeah, it's just what he is. And you're like, okay, whatever. I guess I'll go with it. Because you, no, you have no personality. You have no memories. One of the very first uh, tutorials that the game gives you to basically establish yourself in Hexville is that you have to use your gravity powers to assemble yourself a makeshift home because you're homeless. You have no purpose in this world as far as you know. So you have to go around and like pick up pieces of furniture that people have left behind for you, gravity them up into like your little sphere of gravity, and then you make your home in an actual sewer. Cat like finds the perfect sewer pipe and she's like, ah, this'll do. And I'm like, will it, Kat? Are you sure about the the sewer pipe? But she just makes her home down there and you're like, okay, sure, I guess this is fine. Uh, And through a series of other events, you eventually do meet the other gravity shifter. She's called Raven um, because of her familiar, a black starry Raven that fuses with her to give her the ability to also control gravity. She seems to hate your guts 
she's actually at this point of the game for me an antagonist but from what i gather of gravity rush 2 she eventually becomes your friend because i know that in gravity rush 2 she's a playable character mm. so i think she's like your antagonist at the beginning of gravity rush but you're not really sure why and she doesn't bother to explain it to you because she has no time she's too cool for school she see it she has no time for you so you're just out there basically flinging yourself around solving people's random everyday problems also, going to other dimensions to bring back pieces of this town, to, like, put it back together again. And as far as I know right now, I don't know why I'm doing any of this. I just know that every time I go into one of the other dimensions, they are full of these monstrous black goop creatures. That's what I was going to ask you. What do you fight? Because I know so there has the, to be some yeah, kind of Yeah, so whenever you enter these other worlds, and I think even to a certain extent, um, every now and then they'll come into Hexville and just kind of be making trouble. They're not ubiquitous. They're not always everywhere, but they'll kind of appear every mm. now and then. I don't know what you would call them. I guess they're gravity beasts because they're monsters that are associated with these rips in gravity, I think. So they're really just these amorphous monsters with these glowing red eyes and these black amorphous goop bodies and they come in many shapes and sizes and you have to fight them and this is where the game gets both interesting and eventually repetitive so at first it's really really cool and the more you do it the more you're like oh man is this all there is to it mm -hmm. uh, the way that you fight creatures is again by mostly controlling gravity so when cat is on the ground and she's not activating her gravity powers she can actually like do some kicks like she's got some moves she can kind of swipe at things but it's not her main mode of fighting what she really does is she manipulates gravity flings herself into the air and then flings herself down on top of something else so like if nice. you shoot off into the sky and then like do a drop kick and drop kick yourself onto the red glowing eye of one of these monsters it's probably gonna die oh hope that because that would hurt from the pain it alone would hurt drop so in the eye. bad uh whereas and this is something that i really appreciate about the game if you don't get enough of like a running start air quotes if you're just a little bit off the ground and then you try to slam yourself into something's eye you don't do as much damage mm. like you really have to build up speed you have to actually use that gravity to do serious damage to these creatures uh and it's really interesting and you do eventually get some new moves you get like this cool drill spiral gravity thing that like nice. tears shit up when you run nice. through it it's pretty sweet but ultimately i am already and I, again i'm not even halfway through the game i'm already at the point where i'm like i'm starting to get a little bored by this uh because in addition to the combat mechanics not being super varied. You really just have your suite of gravity moves and your brief little on-the-ground kicks to be able to do damage. Beyond that, there's not much else. Mm. So aside from the novelty of being able to fly around in the air like a maniac by nature of gravity, uh, there doesn't appear to be that much more to the mechanics of the game. And unfortunately, on the PlayStation 4, uh, the way that you're using the gyroscopics is through the PlayStation's controller, which does not come across as feeling super intuitive, well, the, I will say. The PS4 motion controls were underutilized throughout the whole generation yeah, I mean, at it, best. It really does, and this is not necessarily the game's fault, because again, this is a PlayStation Vita game. I'm sure that on the Vita, it probably felt a lot better. Mm -hmm. But because we're so much farther into the future now, and because everybody is kind of over gyroscopics to a certain extent, not entirely, but to a certain extent, you would mostly say that the game has not aged super well. 
So the graphics are definitely looking a little bit more dated now, even though they do have a pretty interesting style all their own. But the mechanical quality, it's definitely got its flaws. Um, it does not feel super intuitive. And unfortunately, when you're gravitating yourself around willy-nilly, the camera does follow you. And I do find myself frequently not entirely being sure of am I up or am I down, which oh. is kind of like, the, it's the nature of the game. Mm. So I can't even really fault it for that. It's just like, which way do I go to get out of here? I'm not sure if I'm up, down, or left, or right, or anywhere in a four three-dimensional plane. And so. that's not a fun puzzle to figure out. It's more of an inconvenience slash a frustration. It's more of an inconvenience because your gravity manipulation ability does have a timer to a certain extent. So when you pick yourself up off the ground, you've got a meter, and it's like you've got this much time in the air. And that's actually an ability that you can upgrade. So the more crystals you get, the more you can upgrade your meter. Uh, but if you're out in the middle of gravity or out in the air and you run out of gravity meter and you fall if you don't have something to actually land on that is the physical plane of like this is down this is actual gravity you'll just fall to your death like oh, you fall into the void and that's the one of the few ways that you can die other than an enemy killing you so if you don't fall on an area where you can land on something in the natural gravity of the world you're dead so how often does that happen frequently <laughs> because i keep getting cocky and i'm like i'll be fine i can make it and i definitely can't and i'm like just kidding i'll try again later uh the city of hexville does have a ton of really interesting verticality from an architectural standpoint it's a really interesting place to explore it's huge by putting more piece of it pieces of it back together by going to these other realms you do even make it bigger so i do appreciate all of that but ultimately it does get a little bit uh, a little bit annoying to keep falling to your death by sheer accident of A, running out of gravity meter, and B, not realizing where you're actually at in the scheme of the world when you run out of meter. Mm -hmm. Even just the game kind of subtly having an arrow like pointing in a direction to show you this is up, this is down, that would all have been super helpful, and that unfortunately is not a feature of the game. So I'm dying a lot... It's unfortunate. Uh, and the gameplay does get, at least at the point that I'm at now, pretty repetitive. Mm -hmm. So the mystery is really interesting. And I like where the story, I think, is going. It seems to hint that you might be somebody really, really important. But at this point, I'm not necessarily super motivated enough to maybe finishing it. It's mm. kind of a, we'll see. Yeah. Because it needs, needs to hook you or else you're out. In, the, in comparison to everything else that I'm playing in, the mo in modern times, again, this game is going up against a lot of tough competition. Uh, in comparison to modern games and modern concepts, I think that there's more to play that has similar feel and the feeling of like freedom and the ability to fly around uh, that does it a little bit better. So Gravity Rush is fascinating. Gravity Rush 2 might still be worth a shot. Maybe they improved it. Maybe they made things more interesting. Uh, so I'm not entirely against it, but I'm also not entirely sold. Interesting. Well. It's a fascinating game. Look forward to hear more about it, though. As we'll you see get if into I ever it. make if you, if more you get progress. more progress into it. But, you know, regardless, I would love to hear if, you, if, you, if it does eventually hook you again or if you're like, you know what, never I mind do no. really want to see where the story is going. Right. Because in addition to the um, parts of the city of Hexville, 
being broken off by these random gravity things and launched into other dimensions, you occasionally in town come across what appear to be ghosts. They're like transparent people, but you, because you're special, because you're cat, they can see you and you can see them and you can talk to them and they're like, oh my God, I can't find my husband. I don't know where I am. No one can see me. I don't think I'm dead. Can you help me? And then they disappear and you're like, shit, I gotta, I gotta help these people. So they're just, they're not, that doesn't then like, prompt a side quest that you have to like go do another no, I errand. Think it it is. Just, I think oh. it is a side quest because you keep finding these people and by now I've run into at least one of the ghosts twice and I've run into the ghost of what appears to be the husband of another ghost but they're on separate sides of town and oh. I'm like how? So it doesn't seem like they're dead. I don't actually think they're ghosts. They're just in another reality. I think they're trapped in another reality. So it does seem to have this really interesting undercurrent of dimensional spatial mishmash and like this weird alternate reality aspect which I think is really cool. It's just the execution of the game and the somewhat boring, repetitive quality of the combat that is unfortunately working against it. If it were just the flying around and you had no meter and you could do it all day, every day, I'd be totally sold. I mean, that's what sold us on Anthem. <laughs> yeah. Well, even then, you don't have you full don't have control, all day, though. But which you can is reset another, it, though, in the air. You can. Well, you can, so the same thing goes for your gravity meter, though. Oh, okay. So if you run out and you land on a, on a flat plane, it instantly regenerates. But I mean, in Anthem, you know, you can hit, go through a, a waterfall oh, yeah, and cool you, your you jets. You can't exactly do that in gravity rush but at points of the game where it knows you need to be using your gravity ability constantly you do have little like they're just floating blue cubes Mm -hmm. they're basically just the game's way of being like hey make sure you run into that blue cube because it'll redo your uh, gravity meter a little bit so it does try to help you out on that it's just that if you're not in the right place at the right time or if you miss a blue cube you are a Boned. <laughs> mm, you're gonna fall into the void. You're gonna fall into the forever. void. Good luck, champ. Or worse, like fire and lava and stuff. There's some really interesting things that are happening in the game later on, and I'm like, okay, where huh. where are we going with this? Interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. Sounds like it. I Sounds would, like a kind of a, it's got an in-depth world to it. I would like to be able to find the motivation to finish it. I'm just not sure if that's gonna happen but, right I mean, now. I get that. That's hard. Like it is hard, especially it's hard. with you know me, especially this year. I've re- been really feeling just behind on on a lot of things. Uh, you know, gaming work. It's just it's it's been kind of a cluster of a year. Yeah. But and so especially right now, like I'm 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 wanting to like find myself going back and playing these games that I'm still working on, aka because you thought it was dead, but it's not dead. It's coming oh, back. Yeah, I was wondering when you were gonna do this. Red Dead Roundup. I don't really have <laughs> yeehaw. Yeehaw. I don't really have a big update, really, uh, just because I finally started playing it again. <laughs> That's the update, and I did, I guess, really finally hit the mission that I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm into this. Aren't you halfway through the game? Yeah. I mean that's part. Of, I mean that's part of the update. That's why I'm doing this Red Dead Roundup instead of like some never ending or like some full review of the game year late. You know, because it's going to take, take me a while. Years. Because and this is what I was saying to you when I played it, and this is like the, the all that really this is going to be is that I played this mission. It was great. You're you know without getting into spoilery territory. You know, you it, it takes place at night and there's a lot of fire. And it's oh, awesome. You told me about and that. It was I a really cool aesthetic level. Uh, I felt like. I was getting, cl- I was clicking with like the controls and the combat. I know I've said kind of this stuff before, but it really has been. That's been one of the biggest thing, my biggest knock against Red Dead. The level of playability and mechanics that there are in the game is ridiculous, but it's 
almost overwhelming. It, well, really, it is overwhelming. And that's what makes it has felt like it's taken so long for me to really get into the groove with the game. And now I'm in the middle of chapter three, getting near to the beginning of chapter four. And I'm just kind of now being like, all right, now I get what people were talking about with this game. Buyer's paralysis is a very real problem. If you have too many choices, sometimes you can't make one at all. Mm -hmm. So that's not always a good thing to have limitless opportunities. Right. And so, but this, this level happened. I've been like, I finally started getting some perfect pelts when I'm hunting. I'm taking down some more legendary animals. Still have been able to keep track of Lenny, if you know the stories and everything from the game. There, you know, the one level that I'm referring back. I haven't let Lenny get away from me in a drunken craze again. And it's just been, it's, again, it's, it's the reason, the, all the good things that people have been saying about it, I finally started experiencing. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeehaw, saddle up, boys. Saddle up, boys. That's it. But, I hope next time the update is that you've got you found a legendary raccoon pelt. I don't know if there is a legendary raccoon. A little pelt. trash panda. I just got a. I just got a, the legendary fox was the last one I. Took oh, down. fancy! So, but yeah, you killed a fox. I needed that pelt. You bastard! Pelts are they are currency. your mystical little friends. You suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it had to be done because I had to make all this cool stuff. I suppose so. But also, and I had another thing while you were telling Gravity Rush, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to interject, but it was some breaking news. Literally, wait, what happened? Right now, really? Are I got you a tweet kidding notification. me? The news happened right now. Oh my god! I got What's a tweet notification on? from Wario sixty four. Oh, that uh, Chex Quest three See? is officially being re released. What is by Chex Mix? It's an old what the hell? computer game. This came out in the mid nineties. I played this on a PC, my, at my buddy Spencer's house. You literally play as a dude who is in a suit of armor made of checks. So for starters, and he fights aliens and it was amazing. And that's so, all I remember of it. And this popped up and I about lost my shit because please, I kind of want to go back and play this again. Please drop this in the discord because I will say that I find it a little disturbing that they chose to make like the checks space Marine like kind of I mean, weirdly jacked and doom. handsome it's really weird <laughs> he like, looks kind of like a mix of a man and a bumblebee honestly yeah but he, but yeah so he's it's like the cheerios like, being checks fused together it's but Chex also with doom, too many basically. muscles <laughs> so it that popped up and i just i just had to share it but it was it was kind of crazy but yeah, that's that's, that's it. I'm so what? happy that this is coming back. A serial made a video game and it's big, got big enough following to come back. That's really weird. <laughs> and it's also Chex Quest 3. Not even original. It's not even they one or three. two. That's wild. <laughs> I thought there was only the original. That's the only the one I remember playing. Well, before. we should all play Chex Quest 3. Absolutely we should. <laughs> Team Chat Game Night, Chex, Chex Quest 3. Team Chex Podcast. Mm. Get that sponsor money. Right. Yeah, checks. <laughs> get, get, get sponsor us. <laughs> we will eat checks on air. <laughs> checks aren't bad. I do yeah. love checks mix. There you go. Yo, it's a great treat for the tr for traveling, car snacks, airplane snacks. Even it is my favorite Thanksgiving and Christmas treat that my mama makes at home. Mm. Delicious good homemade checks mix. mix is good. Yeah, it's the best. Sam has a recipe for a spicy checks mix. Well, tell her to tell her because in honor of Checks Quest Three re-release, she has to make some. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's do it. Well, that pretty much wraps up all we're going to talk about here on Team Chat Podcast for this episode. Let us know if you've played Dauntless, what your thoughts and opinions are. I look forward to hearing more from Mogan about Dauntless. Or if you've played Chex Quest Three. Or if you played Chex Quest Three, <laughs> let's get the memory train a rolling because. 
Man, that is bringing back some nostalgia That's about that so game. I'm so weird. excited about How this. How bored were the Czechs execs? They knew they were sitting on a pile of gold, Morgan. <laughs> they knew, and they said, now is the time. And it is time for it to us to play. It I again. hope that from now on, when you open up boxes of checks from the store, it like spits out like a CD, and it's Chex awesome. Quest Three. That would be That'd so be amazing. cool. Go, like, most people have to go buy a CD drive, <laughs> or better yet, floppy disks. Oh my god! Like, oh That's my probably god. what it was actually that would be on originally. So funny! Oh, that would be gold. Checks do it. Ah, uh, no, it was too new for for floppy. Do you Maybe think the so? original was on Chex Max? I, I want to say Chex Max Three, Chex Quest Three. I remember playing that on a disc at my buddy's house. So, but I mean, he had to have gotten that through a, through a serial the exact same way. Oh my gosh. Amazing. It's incredible. It's incredible. Cause I know that was not something. I wonder if you got it by sending in like box tops. Oh, remember when yeah. that was a thing? Fascinating. Now we, we should do now just a full breakdown history. of we Chex Quest do a, Three. <laughs> we should do a real review of checks. Quest three. That would I'm be see, so Let's do it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Checks quest three. Chex next quest time three. on team checks podcast. <laughs> Not quite by next episode, we gotta, but, but it's coming. <laughs> it's It'll coming. be here because that stay be tuned everybody. <laughs> but so also if you play checks, quest let us know. Uh, and if also gravity rush, love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Send us an email at team chat podcast, gmail.com. Leave us a comment in below the video audio wherever you're listening we'd love to hear from you but before we go we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight which we're featuring music from Can gravity rush please now do checks quest three i changed my do mind Chex quest three no i'm just kidding let's okay. do gravity rush <laughs> okay. so gravity we'll rush save it for the checks quest episode no, there you go now you're talking <laughs> so we're gonna do the song Cra- gravity days yeah gravity days d-a-z-e so you're confused a days in a days from gravity rush composed by kohei tanaka so I'll be listening to that after the close of the episode. Oh, and because I just opened my phone, we'll get to the close originally. I just keep seeing things. I need to talk about it. Folklore. Was that the game? Folklore. Yes. I was so Googled close. Doolin'? It's folklore. PS3. Thank God. Thank you for them to na- actually name the town after a real Irish town. Yeah. I think Doolin and I'm Ireland. actually kind of interested in this because it's an action role playing game. Folklore is a freaking cool game. Well, it's set in in the Celtic under other world of Irish mythology. That, Dude, I'm I into think that. you might actually like it. Uh, well, no, I think you would hate it. But it's a fascinating <laughs> concept uh, and a very weird and interesting game. Interesting. Anyways, folklore for PS3. Check it out. Check it out because <laughs> Mogan liked it a lot. Or better yet, checks it out. Ah, well done well done but again listen to gravity days from the gravity rush soundtrack composed by kohei tanaka after the close of the episode which is now for real this time until next time i'm one of your hosts jared wilson joined by rachel mogan we'll see you all next time stick around for the song